is a Woodside Church podcast. We're going to look at into the Word of God. If you remember, um, I love the way Dave Devnish preached last week. He just lifted the Bible and says, this is the supreme authority. This is the supreme authority, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. So we're going to see in that line as well. We're going to continue the story. Um, let me organize myself, which I'm not very good at. Um, my wife tells me off for that. Right, okay. Guys, don't act as if you guys are really smart. Husbands, come on. <laughs> yes, right. Okay, the topic for today, we're going to continue the story. The topic for today is, is the Bible relevant today? Is the Bible relevant today? The chapters that we're going to be looking at is going to be Nehemiah chapter 8 verses 1 to 12, okay, and further on. And uh, in Tamil, my, my um, mother tongue, Negemiah, the Nehemiah is called as Negemiah. People say Nehemiah, Nehemiah. So through the preach, I might be saying all kind of different versions. Please don't get confused or don't think, oh, he's probably preaching about someone else. No, 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 no. I am talking about Nehemiah, okay. So um, is the Bible relevant today? I want to tell you the story. It continues. What happened now? The story is so far what where we reached is the wall has been built. Hallelujah. And how many days did it take to do that? It's a miracle, isn't it? It's a miracle. Within 52 days, God helped his people. You know, he ignited his people, motivated his people, gave them the strength, gave them the courage, supported them, protected them. And gave him everything. He gave him his full support with the people, you see. And then people, when they were actually giving in their support with God, they would manage to build the whole wall. The gates were laid and everything was in place. Now that the city is safe, secure now. But inside, the houses weren't rebuilt. The temple courts weren't rebuilt. Um, what would we do when we, when we reach a moment like this? When we reach a moment like, yes, we have achieved, what would we do? Uh-huh. What was that? You can talk to me. You can talk to me. Please. I like conversation. I like talking. Party. party yes. Party. We like to party. We like to celebrate. But you know what the people there, they did? Because it was the first day of the seventh month in Hebrew calendar. You know, seven plays a very important role in the Hebrew calendar. All the Sabbath day was on the seventh day. In fact, that day was a Sabbath day. You know what? The people thought, we have not been doing or things properly for quite a while. When, we were, when the wall wasn't rebuilt, we were so vulnerable. We, we thought everything is finished. Everything is demolished. There's no other way. We're going to live this life of shame. We have completely come to an end. But that's when God brought Nehemiah, and then he did his work, and the wall is rebuilt. They got excited. They were really, what to say, a time for celebration, but when they realized this was the Sabbath, guys, we have not been doing something uh, right. Let's do it today. The Bible says, with a unified purpose, all the people gathered in front of the water gate, probably a massive street, something like red, and then you have the greens here, right? So it's, it's a, and, and so many people, imagine how many people you could fit in there. Thousands, right? Something like that. 
They would normally do this in the temple courts, but because the temple courts weren't rebuilt, um, so what they did, they chose this place. They all gathered in front of the water gate, or one of the gates uh, in the city, um, and, and where there was uh, plenty of space. Everybody, it says, men, women, and children, all those who could understand, they came to Ezra, who was one of the leaders' team there, who was a scribe, who was a scholar, who was a priest, who knows to read and who was allowed to read the book of the law and explain to people. They came to him. They said, Ezra, can you read to us from the book of law of Moses? Ezra, can you read to us from the book of the law of Moses? And they were unified with this purpose. You know what they said? Can you read to us from the book of the law of Moses, which was given by God to Israel, to obey. To obey. Amazing, isn't it? Amazing. They, they wanted to, the first thing they wanted to go and do is that they wanted to check themselves or read the law that God had given, the book that God had given, the writings, his words, his, his um, what to say, his desire for his nation. They went to Israel. Something very interesting for me is stuck as we're reading this. Ezra actually came back from exile 13 years ago before Nehemiah. He was a scholar. He was a well-learned person. He knows, he understands the word of God. He knows to explain it, and he knows to read it, and he was qualified to do that, and he was passionate for God. But he hasn't done something for 13 years now. It required someone like Nehemiah, a man, who wasn't a scholar like him, who wasn't a you know, scribe or a someone, who, he's not called to be a priest, but a simple man, but with a passion for God, with a love for God, filled with the burden for God, to ignite him, to release him, to kind of, what to say, encourage him to do this. You know what, at this moment when Nehemiah has, Nehemiah has done all this and the people were like, come on, read it. Nehemiah said, this is, Ezra said, this is my moment. I will do it. I will do it. How many of us feel like that in our lives? Oh, I know so much in the Bible. I've read so much. I understand the Bible. But sometimes we need that. We, we lack that oomph, isn't it? We lack that motivation within us. We need people like Nehemiah in this world at this moment. In our church, in every church. In every area, we need people like Nehemiah. You don't have to be a great preacher. You don't have to be a great, uh, what to say, scholar. You don't have to be someone who knows everything in the Bible. No. But you can just be a simple man with a passion for God. With a passion, with simple obedience to God's word. And that will, when you step out in that, what happens? It will ignite everyone who's called to do, fulfill the purpose of God. And that catches up. Ezra was so delighted. He was so delighted. Yes, let's do it. Okay? Why did the people do that? You know why? They understood something. The word of God is the manual of life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The word of God is the manual of life. That's the first point that we're going to um, uh, see today. I'm just going to read the verse, okay? Um, uh, Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 1. All the people assembled with a unified purpose at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord has given for Israel to obey. 
Word of God is the manual of life. How many of you um, can do Lego, into Lego? Ah, there you see, Sarah must see. Well done. Well done, Sash. Uh, my son is into Lego as well. He loves Lego. Uh, if you want him to stay quiet, you get him a Lego box, give it to him. For the next couple of hours, you hear nothing about him. Uh, you don't have to check, and he's, he's fine. He's just absolutely into it. Um, he's into it. But one of the key things with Lego, you know what? You need the manual. You need the manual. This is one of Elisha's, uh, no, I couldn't bring the creation. He hasn't completed it yet. This is, uh, I think it's a cathedral in Russia. Um, and he's got this. It's about 3,000 pieces in there. Do you know how to fix it? No way. No way, right? It's, it's, it's massive. It's, it's plenty of blocks. But thank God for this book, which comes along with the Lego pieces, which tells and describes how many pieces are in there, what is it its shape, and what is the purpose for each shape, when to put it, how not to put it, yeah, and where to fix it. When you do that and follow these instructions page by page, one, two, and, and you go on slowly as you follow, not as you like, but as you follow this instruction, what is the end result? Chaos. No, no, sorry. What was that? The end result is absolutely a wonderful creation like this, built for purpose. Built for purpose. One of the days, Elisha, my, my son, was doing, not this, Taj Mahal. You know Taj Mahal? You heard of Taj Mahal? It's about 3,000 pieces as well. I know Seth. Seth has done a massive Taj Mahal with Lego. Um, how long did he take, Seth? Three months. Three months. <laughs> you should have been with Nehemiah, May. <laughs> you could have done it in 52 days, probably. Or 52 hours. No, no. Well done. He took it patiently. Three months. I've seen it in his house. It's all boxed and very nice in a glass case in his house. Quite big as this, okay? Um, several thousands of piece. But uh, uh, like this, my son has a smaller version of this. And then one day, he, he, during his holidays, he was doing this. He was doing this. And then um, he was, I couldn't hear him, but I could hear him cry. He sat down there crying, crying. And uh, I just went to check on him. My wife said, no, why don't you go check on him? He was crying because he messed it up. He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Not this one. It's not working. I did everything. It's not working. The first question I asked, Elisha, did you go one by one according to the instruction? He said, yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Hmm. Elisha, if you had gone exactly according to what it says in there, this can never go wrong. This can never go wrong. If he had gone exactly, no, I actually did everything I did. Oh, this is not working. This is, this is frustrating. And he couldn't because he was so eager to f- and finish the project. He couldn't do it. He was absolutely broken. He was there. And I said, okay, what do you want me to do? He said, can you help me? I said, of course I will. Let's sit down and do it together. Let's go and find out. When I looked at the pieces and checked, which page are you in? He didn't know which page he was in. <laughs> so you said you were looking at the instruction. Um, well, well, see here, see, look here, here. Said, no, Lasha, you've not been looking at the page, have you? <laughs> well, I did one side, and I thought it's the same with the other side. It may look the same, but it may not be the same. Just go, let's, let's go through. So when we went through, actually, he has misplaced one of the, you know, the Lego piece 
in a wrong place. Guess what? Everything after that, so long it seemed as if it was going so smooth and fine. But only when he's nearly half built, he realizes when he had to put another piece, it wouldn't go in. I was like, ah. He realized he's done something wrong. The Israelites had a life which they had messed up. They didn't listen to God's word, neither did they obey to his word, and hence they ended up in exile. They were gone, their life was messed up, all gone wrong. Now they are at the point when they come, the walls rebuild, which they thought will never happen, but not somebody from there. God did bring, fulfill his purpose by bringing in Nehemiah, and he did it so that everybody could see it. They realized, yes, yes, we have messed up. Guys, let's not do the same mistake again, they said. They went to Ezra. Ezra, can you read from the manual? This is the manual. God's word is the manual. God's word is, the, uh, is actually inspired by the Holy Spirit. Every word in this Bible, every book, believe it or not, there's about 40 different authors, and all of them have lived in different periods of time, most of them didn't know each other, probably heard of them, and they were not connected to it, different parts of the world, but it was the Holy Spirit that was motivating them, them to write it down. You see, record this. Not that even if you ask them, most of them, or at least all of them, would have thought, oh, even, I mean, they wouldn't have an idea that this will later on be compiled like this into one book and be handed over to each and every one and that everyone would have access to it. Do you think so? No. They were just motivated. The Holy Spirit was working in their heart. And then say, oh, this goodness that I received, this instruction, this is so applicable to my life. This is so true and this is real and this is the manual. Why not I record it? And what happened? All these people doing in different, different, you know, periods of time, different ways. Everything speaking up to the same truth. Everything leading to the same person, Jesus Christ. Everything leading to the same wonderful purpose of God. Yes, the Word of God is the in, is inspired by the Holy Spirit. At this point, I just wanted to make uh, you to make a note of something. In February, 11th of February, we have Andrew Wilson. You might have seen in your e-news coming on uh, into your you know, emails, Andrew Wilson, a Bible scholar, um, a Bible, sorry, Bible teacher. He's a theologian. He's a wonderful man, knows so much about this. He's going to talk on the topic, the Word of God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, how relevant it is today. He'll probably answer most of our questions, or at least most of the questions, what the world has for now. It's, it's not to miss, okay? Please, 11th of February, mark it. It's going to be a special seminar in the evening, so... Um, we will have more information about that soon, okay? Um, this manual of life is like a database, right? This is a database which has information about the principles of life, about the process of life, and about the purpose of life. Half the time we don't know, isn't it? The world does not know, not many people know, why this life, where we are going, why all this, how this is happening, why this is happening to me, why am I going through all this? But you know what? The answer to all this question is in this database. In this world, at this point, um, if you don't know anything, where do you go? 
What do you do if you don't know any? I mean, if you want to know something, where do you go? Nice. Google. We have a, and Google has made it so simple. And we have a box in our house. It's a, hey, Google. And then it answers your question obviously wrong. You know, you can't understand my accent at all. I'm saying one thing. It brings an absolutely a different thing. A what? So, well, you know what? Google, what Google, Google is a search engine. It's got access to the World Wide Web. Computers all over the world are connected together, full of information. When you are searching or looking for something, what do you do? You put in the keyword, and when you have internet, not this point, Wi-Fi, internet, what happens? It goes searches with and matches words with the database, in other words, with all the information in there, and brings out the best match and throws it out to you. Here. This is what you were looking for, right? The problem with Google is not all information, or at least most of it, is rubbish, isn't it? It's not authentic. Anybody can put any information. I may feel something today, and I can just put it. It may not be true. It's not validated. Not all the data in there is validated, yeah? You put coronavirus in there, some say it's a bacteria, some say it's a virus. You have all sort of conspiracy theory coming up. You, all, you have all sort of you know, stuff, medically, you know, and you know, so many information that comes out, not all are authentic. But the Word of God is very, very authentic. You see, this is the database which has information because, you see, what does the Word say? They went to you know, Ezra to read, uh, out, uh, I mean, bring out the book of the law of Moses, which Lord has given for Israel to obey. Who gave it? The Lord gave it. God gave the words. He inspired every word in here. He, he always speaks the truth. And he's got the infant because he is our creator. He knows everything about us. Anything, you're stuck. If you think you're messed up in life, if you think you're stuck, oh no, I don't know where to go. I'll tell you the right place to go to. Go to the Word of God. The internet connection is the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, you try to search something, the answer you'll get for everything, page cannot be displayed. Page cannot be displayed, isn't it? But God has promised us so that we can access and understand the Word of God. He's given us the uh, Holy Spirit, like an internet Wi-Fi connection. One thing we cannot live at this moment in this present day is Wi-Fi. The first thing we look for, do we have data? Do we have Wi-Fi? We even forget our wife, but not the Wi-Fi. Isn't it? No, no, never. It's, it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Okay. We need Wi-Fi. We need the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, the internet, what it does is when you put in the keyword, when you're upset, when you are down, when you are afraid, when you don't know, when you, when you feel blank, when you don't know what's the next step I need to do, oh, Holy Spirit, come on. From the database, from the manual of life, get me to the right page. Get me to, get me to the right word. It could be a warning. It could be an encouragement. It could be direction. And what not? And what not? It could be information. It could be knowledge. It could be wisdom. You get it out of here. How many of us read the Bible regularly? I'm not asking you to put your hands up. 
My friends, my friends, more than Google, you know what we need in life? We need the manual of life, the Word of God. It was given for us to access, to refer, and to apply it in our life. Hallelujah. It was given for us to access, refer, and to apply it in our life. We cannot do without this. This is truth. This is truth. And I pray that as you endeavor to, you know, read more of this word, more of the word of God. Okay, memorize. Young children, teach them. It's good. We teach them times table. They don't like it. Some don't like it. I don't want it. We don't say, oh, you don't like it? Okay, fine. No need. Don't bother about it. Go and learn science. No, you know, we make them learn because that is the basis for life. They need times table. They need to understand maths for the future. Without that, they can't do it. So what we do is we find interesting ways to teach them. Same way, parents, can I encourage you? Let's teach. Let's teach the Word of God to them. Help them to memorize little, little verses which would come out. When they are in need, the Holy Spirit will go. The database is stored here now, from here to here. And what happens, the Holy Spirit, because they have the Wi-Fi connection, it will go and search from the heart, bring out the Word of God, the right Word of God, for the right time to give them the answer so they will know, yes, Lord. When you're weak, it gives you strength. When you're afraid, it, it makes you feel secure and safe. When you're absolutely down, it brings in a life and encouragement in you. How many of you had that experience? We've had that, right? We've all, we've all had that experience. When we go, finally, when we messed up, when we go to the Word of God, brings in with absolute encouragement. We need the manual of life. Then what happened, the story continues. As, you know, the way they did it was, oh, I'm running short of time. They said to Ezra, read from the book of Word. You are given 20 minutes to do that. Oh, no, that was for me. Sorry. That was for me. Um, uh, for, for Ezra, what happened was, um, he, there was a, a built-in-for-purpose wooden stage on the street, okay, wooden stage like this, and uh, Ezra stood on it so that people could see him. Ezra didn't do it alone. He just didn't, okay, I was called to do it now. I'm the man of life. So long it was Nehemiah. Guys, now, Nehemiah, go to the back. Now it's me. Focus on me. No, he didn't do that. He called all the other Levites, all the other priests, and he said, he made the six stand in his right, another eight in his left, and he appointed other Levites to stand in a gap. You know, it's maybe about... 50 meters, okay? The way they did it, see how they worked out the acoustics. Today we have speakers, we have mic, all this. Thank God, thank God for all this. And we have a lovely person to do the PA, Joe, yeah, he's nodding, yeah. But you know what they did those days? They put people, made people Levite standards, maybe 50 meters. Then after the next 50 meters, there was another Levite. The next 50 meters, another Levite. What the, uh, Ezra would pick up the law and he would read it and explain it. The person there would listen to it and he would, what to say? He would repeat exactly the same what he heard. And the next person would hear it, repeat exactly. So that each and every person who was gathered there was able to hear the word of God. Isn't that amazing? And it also clearly says in the verse, none of them moved. None of them moved. They didn't have to rush in. They just stood there and they were able to hear. And the beauty is, all those who were able to understand was gathered there, even from kids. I know the youth are sitting in here. Great, guys. We love to have you. We know you understand the Word of God. Let the Word of God, the manual, align your life to its purpose. Right? 
Um, um, uh, what happens then is as Ezra reads from the word of God and he explains, the Bible clearly says as he explains it, people began to understand it. As they begin to understand, guess what? Guess what? The Holy Spirit begins to work and they were convicted. They were moved into conviction, absolutely. And they begin, began to weep and weep and weep. And, oh, what have we done? How terrible we have behaved. How badly we have messed up. Oh, Lord, forgive us. They cried and cried and they were full of weeping there. In fact, Nehemiah and Ezra and all the Levites had to say, okay, stop weeping. It's okay. Yes, yes, we all messed We realized, come on, stop weeping. But they couldn't control them. So they were beating their chest and they were crying out. Everyone who understood the word of God. I remember me being 15 years old, uh, born in a very good Christian family. Um, my parents, are, they led us really well into you know, God and uh, he was a quite prominent person in the church. So uh, with me, I was uh, always active in church, serving in church, first for the memory verse competition, you know, first for all the singing competition, whatever, it's in a, you call, you're there. And people would just normally look around and think, oh, he's a really good person. You know, the good person, and uh, he says, he's really good, he's good. To the outside world, I was absolutely good. But from inside, I was stinking. I was stinking from within. I messed up a lot. You know, my thoughts weren't good. My actions weren't good. And I knew it. I knew it. And I couldn't share it with anyone. And I was crying. And this was my situation. And one such day, when I'm thinking all this, I'm in a church meeting like this. And one, that one preacher, he begins to, you know, read from the manual of life. And explains things to me. From there, and the preaching, you know what? Every single word, every single hit me hard. Holy Spirit brought in conviction in my life. Conviction in my life. All the answers that I was looking for was in there. I couldn't but stop crying. I just burst into weeping. I cried, I cried, I cried, I cried. People looking at that, what's happening to him? What's happening to him? But I couldn't control, I couldn't care what the other people thought. At the end of the service, he said, Anybody who wants to come and give your life to Jesus or make a decision to follow Jesus from the more, come. I was the first person. I went up there. I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't care about shame or anything. I just went there crying. And people were shocked. What? Of all the person, Hudson? No. We thought he was a really good Christian. Oh, yeah, to the outside world. I didn't really know my instructions properly. And that day, my eyes were open. I made up my decision to follow Jesus that day. I know this is the story for many of you seated here. Yes, and that's what God's word brings. The word of God. I'll just read the, the verse uh, which tells about the people weeping. Nehemiah 8, um, verse 9. Uh, then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this. For today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. The Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit brings in conviction. The word of God. As we read the word of God, brings in conviction. It, it says the truth. Okay, It says the truth. And, and, and we cannot deny it. We cannot deny it. Sensitivity to the word of God Bristles in realization. 
sensitivity to the Word of God. How sensitive are we for the Word of God? How hungry are we when we go and read the Bible? Lord, speak to me today. I need to know more about this. I need to know about Lord, speak to me today. What have you got for me today? Are you thirsty for the Lord? Are you, do, is all your senses craving for more of God as you read this? Sensitivity leads to realization. Um, I don't know if you've ever tried, you know, horror movie. Watching a horror movie um, with the sound completely to zero volume. And try it. It has no effect on you. It has no effect on you. You just like... It's not scary at all. You know why? The volume is down. Your senses to it is completely turned off. You're just looking at it. Mm. Doesn't make any effort. But with the volume high, you know what happens? The sound and your senses are so active, they are communicating with each other. And that kind of, you know, goes into you and ignites you and then takes you into that movie as if you are sitting right in that hall and suddenly, you know, this horror thing goes and you're so scared and you feel so afraid. Um, after a horror movie, how many of you, you know, find it hard to go into the dark? We've experienced, somebody's laughing. <laughs> we experienced this, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a bad idea, isn't it? No, well, this is what happens because your senses are so engaged with what is happening. How many of you are us are, when we read the word of God, engaged like that. Can I request you, humbly request you and ask you, ask you to pray as you sit and read the word of God, the manual. I want to be sensitive to the word of God. Come on, kindle me, kindle me, kindle me. And it leads to realization. As the people realized their situation, they were weeping. It, it brings in revelation. What revelation does it give as we read the Bible? Three things, okay? Don't forget this. It, reads, it gives you revelation about who our God is, what he has done, how much he loves us, his greatness, his, his everything, you know, about our God. Second thing, he, it gives us a revelation about who we are, who we are. And finally, because now that we know who our God is and who we are, so what? Therefore what? What's the purpose? Okay, purpose of this life. Three things always is it. So I encourage people who ever uh, begin to read for the first time the Bible, I say, look for these, try to answer these three questions when you read the Bible. What do I learn about God from this passage? What do I learn about myself from this passage? What do I learn about the purpose that is kept for me from this passage? And uh, the story continues. What happens? Nehemiah then tells people, to, Shh, don't, don't weep, okay? Don't stay there. Sometimes, you know, when, we, when the Holy Spirit brings in conviction and realization, we think, oh, what a realization. Oh, yeah. And then we just remain there. We just remain there. We don't move forward. No, it requires the right response to that realization. How do you respond? The, the, the prodigal son, it says when he came back to his senses, he thought, oh, my servants in my father's house are much better than this. So I will go back to him. See, he made the response. So we need to respond. What happened? I'm just going to read the, um, uh, the verse there. Nehemiah 8, 10 to 12. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites too quieted the people, telling them, Hush, don't weep. 
for this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festival, festive meal to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's word and understood them. Nehemiah led them to the right realization, the right response to that. He said, guys, why are you weeping? Yes, we've done wrong, but our God is a forgiving God. Look, the walls are built now. He's given us a new life now. This is a time where we need to rejoice and celebrate and thank God for what he has done and make up our mind to live according to his word from now on. Yes, Lord, we built the wall and that is finished. No, oh Lord, you pointed out mistakes in our life and we cry and sit there. No, we come out of it. Now that you call me for this new life, this amazing life, I want to act with. What happens is it leads to the joy of the Lord. The word of God leads to the joy of the conviction and the right response leads to joy. And that's not jo uh, joy, but joy which, is, which becomes our strength. This joy is so satisfying that you will see that we don't run after sensual joy after that. We don't run out to worldly pleasure after that. It is so filling, so satisfying. And that is what happens. Most of the time, we mess up and we struggle in life is because three things control us. Okay? One is desires. The Bible in James says we are driven by our desires and we are tempted and we sin. Okay? It's strong desires. Then feelings, emotions. Emotions control us. We feel low and down, you know, sometimes, sometimes happy, and we carry on what we are doing and all that. So feelings has a stronghold in our life. And third thing is situations where we are has a control in our life, isn't it? We very often can be like we waver. It's because of these three things. One of the things begin to control our leader away. But what here it says is the word of God brings in conviction and the right response leads to the joy of the Lord which becomes strength. What it means is a satisfaction that you receive knowing this God and knowing who you are and your purpose in life gives you the strength and the power to overcome your desires, to overcome your emotions and to overcome your situations. Hallelujah. This is the joy of the Lord and joy of the Lord is our strength. You will begin to enjoy this joy and which turns out to become strong. It becomes your strength so that you can overcome all these you know, things that are controlling your life. Finally, the joy overflows and catches on to others. Nehemiah said, come on, prepare a feast. He never said, oh, call everyone, let's have a feast. No, he said, prepare the feast and take it to all the people. Those who don't have, that shouldn't be one in this place who is not celebrating today, who is not taking part of the festive meal today. Everyone, get them good food. Here is good food. Take it. The joy overflows from within and it catches on to people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let the joy overflow from within you and catch on to others. As you read the word of God, as you meditate, as the Holy Spirit convicts you, as you respond in the right way. Yeah? I just want to finish with a question. Finally, where do we invest our time, our energy, and resource? Where do we invest our time? You know what? Whatever you invest, wherever you are investing your time, energy, resource, that becomes your database. For you to respond in life, for you to take the next action, wherever you invest, that becomes the source of 
your answers. See, if you're looking into Facebook all the time, if you're looking into you know, other news, or if you're looking into another... I'm not, see, I'm not against all these things, but when it overtakes the time that you spend with God, or the quality time that you spend with God, what you're doing is, this is where you get the answers from. And that's why our, my life, your life is messed up. But rather, if we fill ourselves with the Word of God, the more that we do that, the Holy Spirit, the internet connection, can't search from the database that is within us. And He loves this. He says He has given this book to us for us to obey this manual. And then we do it. Even now you're sitting, you're investing your time, your energy, and your resources. Every single moment, everybody is doing something. In the sense, this is, these three things are happening. Without you, whether you realize it or not. See, you're giving, you're given your time, you could have done something else, you come to church. You're given your energy, you put in your energy to listen very hardly, uh, and uh, no, no, nicely. So, and then you brought in your, say, you may have used your, what to say, car or something, your transport or whatever, your mobile phone to contact people, to pick up and all that. You've used your resources to invest that so that you can listen to the word of God. What do you invest your time? and energy and resources in. I just want to um, close and pray. Is that okay? All right? Helpful? Rest. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this manual of life that you have given us. Father, Thank you for teaching us from the book of Nehemiah that this is what we ought to do. Father, help us to constantly... Go to your manual. Make sure that we align ourselves to your instructions to fulfill your purpose so that the end product will be what you have designed us to be, Father. Lord, I pray that our hearts, our ears, our eyes, all our senses will be so sensitive, hungry and thirsty for the Holy Spirit to convict us and bring everything to life as we obey. Lord, not just there, but for us to respond in the right way, so that your joy fills us much more than any other thing and then satisfy us so much that it becomes a great strength for us to overcome our desires, our feelings, and, Lord, the situation, but live according to you and, your, and fulfill your purpose. Help us to build your kingdom like you want us to, Father. We love you. We worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.